All right, and good morning, everybody, and welcome back to the Kanika Daily Baseball Podcast, and happy revenge of the 5th, everybody. This is May the 5th, 2023. I am your host, Kenny, and I am joined, as always, by my lovely, beautiful co-host, Nika, my wife. Good morning, everybody. How are you? I'm pretty good today. How are you doing? Good, good, good. It's Friday. You ready for this rivalry weekend? It's going to be a nail-biting weekend. Yeah, boy, my nails are already hurting, so. Well, let's hope it's going to be a good weekend. That's all I got to say. Let's hope so. Um, Well, before we get into this rivalry weekend, let us first take a look back at all the baseball action from yesterday with our featured contributor, legendary baseball voice, Max Kane. We dug him up from the grave, everybody, to bring you another edition of the Retro Rundown. All right, good morning and happy Friday, baseball fans. Legendary baseball voice Max Kane here, and holy cannoli, I had to get my broom out for this update because we had ourselves a Thursday sweepstakes across Major League Baseball. You'll have to go back to 1984 and the Detroit Tigers to find a team that started a season hotter than this year's Tampa Bay Rays, who completed a sweep at home on Thursday of the second-best team in the NL, the Pittsburgh Pirates. The Rays got all three of their runs via the long ball and won a close one 3-2 to continue their historic start. Speaking of sweeps, the Tigers swept the Mets right out of Detroit. In spite of Justin Verlander making his season debut for New York, He gave up back-to-back homers in the first to Riley Green and Javi Baez, and that was all she wrote for this one, Tigers win 2-zip. There's no hotter team in baseball right now than the Red Sox. They finished off a big four-game sweep of the Blue Jays in Boston, and digging themselves out of last place, leapfrogging both the Yankees and the aforementioned Blue Jays in the process. It was Rafael Devers and Japanese star rookie Masataka Yoshida homering for the Bo Sox, who won the game 11-5. A lot of brooms were out on Thursday, and St. Louis was no exception, where the Halos once again took it to the Redbirds, this time by a final of 11-7. The Angels, playing without their superstar slugger Mike Trout, still managed to put up 10 runs in the second and third inning combined. Los Angeles has won four straight. The Brooms were also out in Miami, where the Braves swept the Marlins after a 6-3 victory behind rookie southpaw Dylan Dodd. He pitched six innings, allowing tree runs to a tough Marlins offense. A sweep was on the menu in Oakland as well Thursday when the visiting Mariners came from behind for the fourth time in four games to win the ballgame 5-3. It was youngster Taylor Trammell coming up big for the M's with a home run, tree RBI, and a pose with Poseidon's trident for his efforts. A shocking sweep in our nation's capital as the Nationals send the Cubbies packing a broomstick on their way back to Wrigley. Alex Call deposited the first pitch he saw in the ninth for a walk-off homer. Milwaukee appeared on the verge of avoiding being swept in Denver on Thursday, but the Rockies struck back with four in the seventh, five in the eighth, and sent Milwaukee on their way to San Francisco with a four-game losing streak. Avoiding the sweep on Thursday were the Twins, who came from behind to beat the White Sox in 12 innings in Chi-Town. Byron Buxton stayed hot from Minnesota, hitting a game-tying homer in the 8th. And in the rare Thursday rubber match, the Orioles won a wild one in Kansas City 13-10. 
Ramon Urias had three RBI late in the game to help Baltimore secure the victory. And that's the tale of the tape for Thursday, May 4th, 2023. This is Max Kane signing off and wishing everyone a great weekend of baseball action. I'll be back tomorrow to recap all of today's games for you. And in the meantime, here are Kenny and Nika babbling about some baseball nonsense. Have a good weekend, everybody. Thank you, Max. Thank you so much. Thanks, Max. You you hold our content in such high esteem. It seems to me there was a lot of traffic going on in the broom lane. Yeah, uh, the witches and wizards were out yesterday, apparently, with their broomsticks. Yes, the lots and lots of traffic. How did that work out? <laughs> well, uh, the streets are clean this morning. There's a lot of street sweeping, I guess, as a result of all the brooms being out because people just dancing on the sidewalk. Nice one. Thank you. I don't think we're going to get sweeping this weekend as much as we got swept yesterday. Well, it could be bad if some teams get swept this weekend, but uh, we'll preview the upcoming matchups a little bit later before we get out of here. Um, but we wanted to kind of have a little bit of fun this Friday and start with discussing some of the new home run celebrations we've seen since our last update a couple weeks ago. There have been some new additions worthy of discussion. There were. Not all of them are top-notch. Teams no. might have to work on them a little bit, but yes, there were. We want to run through some of them just to give our thoughts and sure. opinions on them. Um, where do you want to start, babe? Let's go with the Nationals. Yeah. I, I like this one, actually. <laughs> you know, I, I saw, uh, I, I, I can't remember the website off the top of my head, um, but I saw that someone had been ranking all of these new celebrations and, like, uh, geographical uh, significance. significance was sort of taken into one of the considerations or, or like, team history lore, I guess. Sure. But, yeah, it's uh, fun. The Nationals one, though, is on the nose, I feel like, where it's, like, one of those things where it just feels right. And for those that haven't seen it, it's the colonial wig, you know? So, like, all the founding fathers would wear these, like, long, white-haired wigs. I'm sure everybody knows what I'm talking about. And so the Nationals have now incorporated one of these wigs into their home run celebration. And I have to say I approve. Yes, it's very fitting. It's a long, powder colonial wig yeah everyone knows the white yeah i think i hope i hope so i mean britain still uses the wigs in the court george washington's hair wasn't real those are shorter ben franklin did not have real (laughs) curly white hair like that are you kidding me true but this wig is like a long wig oh i know but i mean i it, it's still fun. It, it's it just, fun. It's it looks like uh, if if you were to go to Hamilton, I guess, and like see the costuming in Hamilton. It's very right fitting. out of that. And yes, it's very fitting. And they also give you American flag to wave it. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. cute. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So live in the D.C. moniker, I guess. And some patriotism bothers me when it comes across the wrong way. But this is does not. It's no. fun and it's... uh totally characteristic of the team do they still have like the presidents or the big heads mascots running during some inning like the sausages for the brewers i don't remember maybe they do yeah i haven't seen it maybe they don't do it anymore a lot of that stuff gets cut out of tv when they're and and there's a lot less time between innings now so the sausages have a tough challenge to run (laughs) shorter sausage Shorter sausage race. 
<laughs> these fans aren't getting their money's worth. Um, okay, so the Nationals, two thumbs up. Yep. Big approval, which brings me to the White Sox. The White Sox, I'm giving, I don't know, four out of five stars. I think it's the mob jacket. I think it's pretty good. Yeah. They they have like a mob hat and jacket, which, you know, kind of harkens back to the Chicago 1930s mobsters, Al Capone, that kind of uh, vibe. Vibe. It's okay, I guess. It's better than others. You know, I'm hard pressed to come up with something better. I mean, like, you know, when I think of the south side of Chicago, I, I went to college there kind of you know uh at least in the south loop uh and then i went to white Sox games as a kid and so i'm certainly familiar with it but yeah i guess i would be looking more maybe like blues like maybe looking to somebody like buddy guy or maybe you give somebody a blues guitar and like a a hat like a fedora hat with like a feather in it or something and like they do they do a little blues riff on top of the dugout i don't know that's not a bad idea get one of those kids little guitars and have a little hat and a guitar and it's not bad the faces that those guys made when they were singing the blues i mean you know like you gotta i know people can't see me right now but Eyes closed, you know, very passionate performance. But blues memorabilia would be fitting for Chicago. Yeah, definitely. Um, or like the Blues Brothers, you know. Um, I well, the black jacket fits with that as well. The black hat and black jacket, that will be. If we went with the Blues Brothers instead of the mob, I'll be like, okay, that works as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, especially if you like incorporate it sort of like the Padres take these still photographs kind of die. Like, that would be fun, you know, if it was like you get the two guys like standing next to each other. We need sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. The dark sunglasses They're- for sure. The hat. And then like you just maybe the black jacket that they kind of already have. And just bring the sunglasses yeah. in and you got a totally different mascot. Exactly. So cool. Um, cool. Decent, yeah. decent job, White Sox. Now work on your record. Yeah. um okay so i wanted to move on to mention the orioles so the orioles i'm kind of disappointed in the orioles over this one you have one of the most young explosive offenses in the game and yet the best you could come up with was like a beer bong that got shot down by major league baseball which has now become a water bong well it's called mm. hammer hose oh come on <laughs> that's Everyone what they call it understands what they're trying to I know. convey and this is just i like i feel like it lacks creativity and speaks to an immaturity yes i would agree i mean it is a water bottle with a funnel and a rubber hose attached to it what do you call that Beer bong. Yeah, that's beer water bong. bong. And and anyways, I get it, but at the same time, I just feel like this one lacks a lot of creativity. Um, however, I'm not from Baltimore, and I'm really hard pressed to come up with something better off the top of my head. So, I might do some research and come back to this one and see if I have any better recommendations because I, I I'm hard pressed. Yeah, I, I'm not really sure about Baltimore, but can they just play it off their cartoonish bird, orange bird? I mean, it's such a cute mascot. Yeah, they do have one of like, you know, out of all the birds in baseball, the Blue Jays, the Ed Cardinals, birds. and the Orioles, I really feel like the Orioles have embraced the cartoon. And I, I really wish there was something that they could do to make themselves cartoonish. 
you know, like in a celebration way. in a fun way. But obviously you can't make like a huge hat because it's just going to get thrown away by Major League Baseball in New Era. Yes. Atlanta. Atlanta comes to mind. Yeah. Although a lot of sentiment I've seen online says like it wasn't a creative one either. And it's a cop out. So like it, they're not bent out of shape about it. Okay. So we got the uh, orange birds that need to work on their creative home run celebration. Yes. Okay. Which brings me to Detroit. Now, I saw a couple weeks back in April that Detroit debuted a Red Wings hockey helmet and a hockey stick Detroit. as part of their celebration. And Look, both teams have a long and storied franchise, but I mean, the Red Wings are known to be, you know, one of the, they're, they're like the Yankees of hockey. You know, they have so many Stanley Cup championships. So the Tigers, I applaud you for emulating a team that has so much, has had so much success and wanting to like, you know, kind of get in on some of that energy. So I, I kind of put this one in the same category as I put the White Sox, where I don't look at it as like, it's not a full cop-out because you're paying tribute to the city and and to one of the other great teams in your city. Um, And it kind of has that helmet vibe as well that a lot of teams are going with. So there's a lot going for it. And the hockey stick prop is good. I'm going to wait and see how I feel about this one over time. You know, I don't think the White Sox donning a Blackhawks helmet would have the same effect. You know, even though both are storied franchises, you have original six team, Detroit Red Wings original six team. I just don't know, like, as someone looking from the outside in at the situation, like, I can appreciate the Red Wings and all they've accomplished throughout their storied career as a franchise. Um, I don't feel personally attached to it enough to say, like, oh, that's cool, like the Royals with Maximus's helmet, for example. I can see that. Detroit is a hockey team. I mean, hockey town. Absolutely. It's, it's definitely worthy, you know, it, it's better than the Orioles. Yes, it's definitely better than the Orioles. <laughs> is it going to last? We'll have to wait and see. I think this is better than the Bong. Absolutely. Which does bring us to the Twins. The Twins, I have to say, I don't quite give this one the praise that I've seen some other people give it online. Um, what is it? It's a fisherman's jacket and a fishing pole i i I get the sentiment you know uh minnesota land of ten thousand lakes like someone even put land of ten thousand rakes on the back of the jacket which is a cute phrase bring a rake i just feel fishing's (laughs) boring you know like wow you're gonna have some fishermen all right fine i mean look you want to go out in the morning and fish in the peacefulness and find some serenity by all means but that's what it is it's serenity it's not an action-packed sport or it's not it doesn't scream to me like celebration i don't i don't see people cheering up and down when they're fishing i see people relaxing and talking quietly just yes you're not supposed to join sunrise or the sunset being loud you might scare the fish so peace and serenity is part of fishing absolutely i wish the twins had more flashier home run celebration maybe they will I yeah. felt it was kind of put together in a rush. Yeah, there's this urgency because, oh, we have to get a, a celebration, you know. Every team is doing it, so maybe they felt like they need to come up with something fast. Sure. And- this one just screams a little too on the nose for me, if that makes sense, you know. And I, I know the Twins don't have the mascot, per se. Like, yeah. they don't have a, a... They're not named after, like, an animal or, oh. like, you know, they're, they're the twins. Like, the Twin Cities, that's what they're kind of named after. So, nevertheless, I feel like you could play with 
some of the other the the Minnesota Vikings have the football team, for example. Um, I think Reds already have the Viking helmet. I think maybe the Twins need to play the Reds and be like, we want the helmet to be on the line. Whoever wins gets the mascot. Yeah, maybe. And be like, you stole our mascot. (laughs) We have the Vikings, so. (laughs) I'm kidding, of course, but that would be fun. I wonder when that will happen. That would have been fun. We play for the mascots. Anyways, there's some good ones out there. But there's also some teams missing from action. Notably to me are the the Cubs and uh, the Rays and also the Phillies, you know. Uh, The Dodgers? Hard-pressed and the Dodgers. Yeah, like big-name teams, like obviously with their big start. And they hit more home runs than anybody. I don't know. The Rays, there's something about their clubhouse. They're like all business. I don't know if it can last, but... Maybe they won't have one. <laughs> they had this kind of a like you walk under, everybody puts their arms up and you walk under under their yeah. arms. Feels very um, something that you will do it in the weddings or some proms versus a home run celebration. Yeah. <laughs> not the most creative one. Yeah, it's not a wedding. Come on, we got to be bigger than that. Yeah. It's a home run. <laughs> um, uh, Cubs, yeah, Cubs need something. I'm going to think on that one. Obviously, there's a lot of Chicago. I, I, I feel like Chicago North Side has a totally different vibe, though, than Chicago South Side. So they can't have the same kind of mafia influences and even, like, the blues influences. Like, a lot of the blues bars are on the south part of Chicago. Cobbies get it together. Dodgers Dodgers need something about Hollywood land, I guess. Um, it yeah. seems like the obvious one, but there there should be some, like, maybe they need a clapboard. And like sunglasses or something and like a, a light. Maybe they have like a light, like an airy light they can turn on in the dugout and like have like the clapboard action and like put the person's name on it who hit the homer or something. And like, I don't know, that'd be fun little like Instagram snaps to put on. That's the, that's the Padres, the, the, the Polaroid, the picture. And yeah, stuff. but I'm just talking about like the Dodgers making it their own. Like they can put like a clapboard in there maybe, like make it a little bit more movie-ish. Uh or they could just bring together the Dodgers from New York and Dodgers from the West Coast and come up with something that merges them together. You mean Brooklyn? A Brooklyn Dodgers, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, not a bad idea. If there's something they can, like, harken back to their roots, Yeah, that would be cool. But the, well, the, have the, to think on that one. Yeah, they definitely need something because I have not seen anything that Dodgers do after a home run. And they did have a lot of home runs recently, so. Yeah, Max Muncy comes to mind. Okay, well, Dodgers, Cubs, Rays, uh, and, and Phillies. The Phillies, you know, like City of Brotherly Love. You know, we got the Rocky Balboa statue there, I feel like. A lot of history. Uh, it's got to be something. You know, that would be great. Boxing gloves. Yeah, that might work. That might work, right? Maybe. Or maybe you get like a prop of a uh, beef. Remember how Rocky used to punch the beef in the... Maybe. maybe. (laughs) I'm just saying it'd be kind of fun. You know, there's going to be a bunch of woke-ass people saying you're killing animals. Oh, yeah. so <laughs> Ruining good ideas. Damn it. Maybe it's not the best idea. Well, Phillies need something. I don't know. Maybe they can, like, get a Liberty Bell and somebody can, like, ring it. With a boxing glove. With a boxing There you go. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> hey, let's keep it clean and come out boxing. All right. Yeah. All right, Phillies fans. 
tell me a time when Phillies fans didn't come out boxing. All right, well, let's move on, and uh, we're going to preview some of the matchups this weekend really quick before we get out of here. Um, there are some matchups that are um, rivalry matchups. It is considered like rivalry week in the MLB. We just saw like a lot of interdivisional play, if you will. Like we had Atlanta, the Marlins. We had White Sox, Twins. So there was some rivalry games already happening this week, but these these are kind of amped up a little bit more. Um, and we we just gonna start right into it with Dodgers Padres. Uh, we're in San Diego this weekend. The Dodgers visiting. Yeah, the uh, but we got like three really good pitching matchups on the docket. Uh, starting tonight, uh, it's Clayton Kershaw against you, Darvish. Uh, tomorrow, it's Dustin May against Blake. I need to see a psychologist, Snell. Uh, and on Sunday in the finale, we have Jose Urias against Joe Musgrove. Wow. So, yeah, I expect a playoff atmosphere in San Diego this weekend and uh, some intense games. I don't think my fingernails are going to last till the morning. Tonight it's going to be rough, especially first couple innings for you, knowing how he struggles in the first inning a lot of times. Kershaw, he's been playing really well. He has. He was notably and publicly denied insurance to be able to be on Team USA, but that might wind up being a blessing in disguise for the Dodgers because he's pitching really well. He's, he seems rejuvenated. I know he came back from injury, I think, last year. Yeah. So maybe not having to, like, rehab this offseason was good for him. San Diego, we will be watching and uh, apprehensive about it all, I'm sure. But um, I'm, I'm still not 100% sold that the Padres' bats are completely woken up yet, but I know... Uh, Machado was off on Wednesday when they played the finale against the Reds, uh, and it was on purpose because of the off day on Thursday. Mm-hmm. That was to give him two days off. Rest? Yeah. Okay. So he's going to be in the lineup tonight. Yeah. He's going to be in the lineup tonight, and uh, I expect the Padres to be pretty much full strength. So okay. we'll see what happens. It's an evening game for us. Yeah. Cool. Playing under the lights. Yeah. Um, all right. Moving on, we got Yankees and Rays this weekend. I, I brought this series up for a big reason. Number one, it's interdivision play between Yankees and Rays. And right now, as the standings are, the Yankees are in last and the Rays are in first. And that's their first matchup, too. It is. But the other thing that's interesting about this matchup, when you look at the actual division standings right now, uh, the Yankees are 17 and 15. They're two games above 500. If the Rays, for example, were to sweep here, because the Yankees are going into the Lions' den, they are going into the Rays' territory where the Rays are 17 and 2. If the Rays are able to sweep the Yankees here, that are the Yankees who are playing without Aaron Judge right now, mm-hmm. uh, they, they, they will be 12 games back Monday morning of the division leader, you know, in May. That's how crazy. Yeah. And and yet, you know, their record certainly doesn't warrant it. And they're and they're not even out of it when you consider that like all of the teams in the AL East are could probably make the playoffs at the end of the year. Um so that's just the reality of the division they're in. I think if the Rays do sweep, any hopes that the Yankees have of winning this division are gone this weekend. So you don't want to put that much pressure on a series in May, 
But at the same time, you're not going to get these games back, you know? You got to. You have to play those teams. And then you have Red Sox right on their heels. The Red Sox, the white hot Red Sox, by the way. Yes. Um, The white hot Red Sox are visiting Philadelphia this weekend. So we'll see what happens there. The Phillies are slumping big time after they're uh, getting crushed out of L.A. So we have white hot versus not. (laughs) Um, but they are Phillies. Phillies are going to get a nice boost because uh, Bryce Harper is going to get announced at home and uh, the crowd's going to get a nice cheer for him in the first inning. So uh, we'll always help when the crowd is actively into a game early. It always benefits you as the home team. So, um, But we will see. Uh, okay, another game going on uh, rivalry-wise is Minnesota and Cleveland. Minnesota having the big rivalry week with first the White Sox and now the Guardians. Um, but the reason I bring this series up is because uh, Cleveland really needs two out of three games here, I feel like. Um, if you look at the Central, it's almost the exact opposite situation of the East where the Twins, you know, are a couple games better than the Yankees only, but they're in first. And everyone else is playing sub 500 ball if cleveland you know drops two out of three here they're gonna be close to five games back heading you're gonna start to see some separation you know whereas like this this bunch up you know the the twins are gonna really be able to put some space between them and their competition i i think they might do that cleveland is well managed however Never count out Tito Francona, but tough, tough That's game tough. this weekend. Uh, I didn't see Tristan McKenzie pitching for the Guardians or Shane Bieber, so uh, they're going to have to do it without their best arms. Okay, and that brings us to the AL West, where we got a couple of interesting matchups going on this weekend. We have, first up, Texas is visiting Anaheim. Los Angeles Angels. And just been playing good. They just swept the Cardinals. The Angels, they've been beating the teams that they're supposed to beat. They beat the Cardinals. Um, they beat up on the A's a little bit. The Angels are on a four-game winning streak, and they come into the game 18 and 14. You know, they're four games over 500, and they're a game back at the Rangers. If they can win two out of these three games with the Rangers, they will be tied for first with them. Um this is a huge series for the Angels. I got to be honest. It, it, yeah. Because of the Otani sweepstakes alone. I guess the longer they stay in it, the longer they can keep Shohai, you know? And I think in a perfect world, he would just prefer to stay loyal to them. I would say so. Yeah. But they, they also have to show him that they're going to be able to win. It was nice to see them sweep the Cardinals. It's going to be a little tougher game with the Rangers. I'm not sure if the Gram is coming back or... Uh, I, I, I kind of wrote down, I don't think so. I, yeah. I, no no DeGrom pitching, no Otani pitching in this series. The interesting thing is the Angels seem to have solidified their starting pitching more because all of their starters are already announced. They know who's... Pit- like the Rangers have not announced all their starters. Right. So I think their pitching staff's in a little bit more disarray right now because of the DeGrom injury and they don't necessarily know who they're calling up from AAA or if they are calling up somebody from AAA so they got to figure it out okay um but it's a big series for the Angels because of the Otani sweepstakes and uh, you know Texas needs to sort of show that they can win on the road they're 12 and 6 at home but they're only 6 and 6 on the road so far so um it'll be a good interesting series both ways um and then we also have at the bottom of that division, Houston visiting Seattle. 
And this is another big series because both of all of these teams are, when you look at the Angels, the Astros, and the Mariners, they're very, very bunched up together. You know, like even Texas, you know, like you throw that in, like three and a half games separate them. You can't say that about any other division in the American League. I, I just feel like Houston is in a bit of a precarious situation right now because they have a really banged up pitching staff. You know, they lost Justin Verlander in the offseason. So they're already down one of their best arms going into the season and then you know two of their starters got hurt this week they're just banged up and that's another they don't have any starters announced yet for Saturday and Sunday's games and Seattle does even though Seattle had the Robbie Ray injury you know they've known about that for a while and they've already made the adjustments so their staff is a little bit more solidified right now um but I do think George Kirby pitched yesterday, so he will not be able to pitch this weekend. He's one of their good younger arms. Javier is pitching today for uh, for the Houston. Oh, okay. I'm I'm talking about the Mariners though oh, I'm with sorry. George Kirby. <laughs> Castillo. Uh, yeah, but Luis he's their ace. You know, Luis mm-hmm. Castillo is pitching for the Mariners tonight, so they are definitely looking to strike early blood in this series. Okay. We also have Blue Jays and the Pirates. Not quite a uh, rivalry game, no. but um, the, there is one thing worth watching in this series is that both of those teams are on huge losing streaks. The Blue Jays have lost five in a row, and the Pirates in the NL have lost four in a row. Yeah. So they were 20-8, and eight, now 20-12, and 12, still the second-best record in the National League, and have been able to hold on to first place in the NL Central uh, because the Brewers have lost four in a row and the Cubs have lost three in a row and the Cardinals have lost six in a row. Yikes. It'll be amazing if the Cardinals are sellers at the All-Star break with some of the pieces that they have. And what else is going to be really interesting to see how the Nationals are at the All-Star break. You know, like, obviously they're in last place right now in the East and I don't expect them to be competing. But if... Mackenzie Gore and C.J. Abrams um, start showing they haven't been playing bad. No. C.J. Abrams had two go-ahead hits this week to to lead the Nationals to victory over the Cubs. Um, Mackenzie Gore, he hasn't been like great by any means, but he's been solid and he's a competitor. You can tell he competes out there and he wants to win. So I just feel like the Nationals, it's going to be a while before they see the full return for the Juan Soto trade last year. But like as the biggest trade that happened last year everything's going to be compared to that this year and the better those players are doing for Washington not not to mention the players that are in the minor leagues like James Wood and uh I can't remember all the players that Washington got in that hall but James Wood was the big one he's a six seven you know Padres phenom who just breaks in the minors depending on how all these players look in July versus today it could paint a very different picture and my point is, is basically, if the Cardinals are sellers, they have crazy pieces on that team. The Cardinals are in the basically the basement of the National League right now. Um, six losses. That's a lot. Six in a row, one in their last 10. So one for nine in their last 10. Um, not playing good on the road or at home. And they have to play Detroit now, who is kind of playing good. So Detroit winners of three in a row against the Mets. Another team that is just kind of head-scratchingly disappointing. Um, but I could say the same thing about the Padres, too, in some ways. So 
Yeah, can't predict everything. You never can. Um, but again, baseball has just got a lot of great young talent right now, and like you know, nobody's gonna lie down for you just because like you have a certain name on the back of your jersey or uh, some guy on MLB Network tells tells you that you're not supposed to win. Like they don't care. They don't, and there's always gonna be somebody better than you that comes along eventually. Eventually. Yeah. So, all right. Well, nothing guaranteed in this business. But I do guarantee you that we are going to be back tomorrow morning for another episode of the Kanika Daily Baseball Podcast. I am your host, Kenny, signing off. And I'm Nika. Have a happy Friday, everybody, and enjoy Rivalry Weekend that's kicking off starting today. Have a great weekend and enjoy the games. Adios. Bye. Bye.